SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, it's a good Monday. Hello and welcome to uh, the 12th of January 2015. A lot of people work, returning to work today, including me. Uh, Happy New Year from Dwayne DeLocker. Yes, this is the PSL Radio Show, Segonjalo. Sports Wrap again tomorrow with Brad Brown. But for now, we're talking all things uh, PSL. And one of the great things I can tell you we're going to be talking about tonight includes a safety and security workshop that I think is innovative and wise from the PSL. And we're going to be finding out more from, uh, amongst other people tonight, Philip Massimong, who's the uh, GM for safety and security at the PSL. But wow, cricket. Did you watch the cricket yesterday? I just can't stop talking about that. Chris Gale innings again. Just keeps doing it. Absolutely superb. And well, David Miller hit a couple of enormous sixes yesterday. I mean, gee, that one over the grandstand, out onto the golf course. Superb. But Chris Gale, oh, devastating. 90 or 41. But has one man ever made such a difference to a team in living memory? Certainly not when you talk cricket in, uh, in my mind. That said, we get straight into the show. I've got to start with some sports news tonight. And uh, goalkeeper Darren Keat is expected back in Gabon later tonight with the Bafana Bafana squad following the birth of his firstborn child in Belgium, Leighton, his son. Orlando Pirates defender Ayanda Kama would only arrive in uh, Libreville tomorrow night. He's been named as a replacement for the injury uh, injured uh, Patrick Pungwaya, who's since returned to South Africa. Uh, uh, staying with football news, Bernard Parker, Tugilorante and Rivaldo Cotsia are also expected to be fit for uh, Wednesday's friendly against Mali. Despite picking up knocks in the one-all draw against Cameroon on Saturday, Parker suffered a knock to his ribs. Fellow striker Rantia strained a hamstring while defender Cotsia took a knock to the knee, consequently sitting out today's training session. Uh, further afield, holders Japan beat uh, their, uh, got their Asian Cup title defence off to a superb start. A 4-0 victory over Palestine in Newcastle. Uh, Yashito Endo, Shinji Okazaki, uh, Keisuke Honda uh, all scored first half goals and Maya Yoshida added a further after the break in what was a predictably one-sided affair for the record four-time champions. A goal then from uh, Yasser Kasim gave Iraq a crucial 1-0 win over 10-man Jordan in their Group D match. Tomorrow, Kuwait play Korea Republic and Australia take on Oman in Group A. Tonight, of course, Lionel Messi, Manuel Neuer, Cristiano Ronaldo will be awarded the FIFA Ballon d'Or, at least one of them at the... Uh, uh, Congress House in Zurich. Messi is hoping to win his fifth world player title. Ronaldo is looking for his third. Neuer, meanwhile, is vying to become the first goalkeeper to win it in the 24-year history under FIFA. I can tell you as well, in uh, cricket news, Sri Lanka star Kumar Sangakkara has returned to the top of the ICC test player rankings following the competition uh, or completion of the second test in Wellington, which New Zealand won by 193 runs. Despite 2-0 series defeats, Sangakkara's knock of 203 and 5. I've seen him replace uh, A.B. de Villiers at the top of the rankings for test bats Dale Stain still heads the bowling rankings and holds a commanding 79-point lead over second-placed Ryan Harris. South Africa still head the ICC Test Team rankings. They're five points clear of Australia. That's your sports news. PSL Radio Show. Well, let's get straight into it now. And, uh, of course, the big talking point for many has been transfers. And speaking of transfers, the big talking point really has got to be Supersports United announcing that Kingston and Kata of Kaiser Chiefs has already signed a pre-contract. So uh, it, le- it seems that something like this might have been a long time in the making. That said, we've got uh, uh, commentator and analyst Brian Wolfgang on the line. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. Uh, firstly, Happy New Year to you. I hope it's going to be a prosperous one. Looking forward to this one. They call it 20 Fix It, so I'm hoping everything will be fixed by the time we finish this year. She's 20 Fix It, sure. Uh, well, it seems like uh, Kingston and Gata has gone and broken it rather than fixed it. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like uh, he, he had a huge amount of friends before he signed some to move away from Chiefs. It just seems like there's a little bit of niggle here. In a sense, I, I get a, a feeling, though, that this has been a long time coming. 
Surely there's been a long time coming. I mean, you 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 have the coach Stuart Baxter having to come out and defend him after every second game when the the Blue Brigade started going on at him. But you know what has been very interesting is the fact that he has been the man that's contributed the most to Kazakhstan, let alone the number of goals that he scored. But because of him being on the field of play, defense are always unsettled. They're always trying to close him down. They create chances for the likes of the Tolunyani, Masango, Nibis to score goals. So whether he's assisting, but he's always doing something. And I think Gordon Ingerson saw, realized that, and realized they might need a player like him, a serious goal poacher, who might not score goals, but will have the other team's teammate to score goals. Fair enough. Let's talk about some of the uh, the other teams, though. I know Amazulu look to have been uh, quite big in the buying market, and certainly transfers are something that Stephen Barker, who is now new to Amazulu, is, is is looking to to boost the team that's bottom of the log. What are their plans going forward? Who are they looking at? I think you know they're, they're talking to Sundowns seriously at the moment. Uh, they are poaching a lot of players from Sundowns. I know that Bongin goes into the Alutinet to bring him back to KZN. The former Arrows man, they're looking at Bryce Moon, who's been having serious problems as far as playing for Amity Sundowns. Also, they're talking about Punch Massinamere as a possibility. And they're also thinking of discussing things with Ndulula upon return from the other Cup of Nations. So they're looking serious. They're right at the bottom. They're the only team to reach the, to reach the double digits. So they need every possible player they can find uh, to try and keep themselves in the Premier Division next season. I know there are a couple of players that they're looking at very specifically, and one of them is, of course, uh, Barker's former uh, player in Pomati, who's at Tux, but I know a couple of other teams are, are chasing his signature as well, including Gavin Hunt at Witt. You know, Pomati has, has grown very, very much. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him at Tuxies when he still playing in first division. He was one of those players that everybody spoke about him, how good he is as a player. He got injured, was out for some time, eventually returned, and then got himself a captain's armband. I've never seen then. He's just been growing as a player every day. And one man that knows him very well is Steve Barker. He's been worked with him for so many seasons. So he knows what he can bring to the Amazulu fold, especially when he needs some, 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 creative, some creativity in the middle of the park as well going forward. He can also score goals. So I think you know, he will give them a lot, of, uh, a lot of oomph going forward as well. But Gavin Hunt, he always knows how to get the right players, doesn't he? Jeez, I tell you, when it comes to January transfer buys, he's always right on top of it. I mean, what was it uh, Shongwen and Stimiso Ngobo last season? Do you remember how they changed with season around uh, so significantly? So he's looking to do that again this season, I imagine. But another team that's been busy, certainly looking, and I would suggest owing to their log position, is Free State Stars. Free State Stars, the first thing they've done is they've locked down Danny Friend to make sure he does not move. I mean... Uh, the former uh, proof of Dean Celtic man has done very well at the side. He's given them something extra every time they go forward. He's also given them some sort of leadership because some of the players that they brought on, I mean, remember when they brought on 17 players, or some from the National Forum League, Vorocom League, some from the Castle League as well. So they need some experience in there. I think he comes in there, stabilizes the team every now and then, especially against the so-called big teams. Him and Marseille have always been... Uh, the pivotal players in the site as well. Uh, the likes of uh, a blow-up field needs that support, so they're doing very well. They're also looking for other players, you know. Ranti has always been saying he doesn't want to talk much about who they're looking to bring in. You know, Temba Titor always knows where to go as well as far as bringing on talent. I won't be surprised at bringing a, a, some more new youngsters from uh, Africa as well as well if they can create a chance or the opening for them. Now, uh, there are a couple of names that are being linked with returning to South Africa. I think chief among those is uh, Mark Mayambella, the former Pirates man. Looks like he's interested in moving back to uh, to Celtic, where he started his uh, PSL career from, from the Swedish club he's, uh, he's currently at. 
I mean, if you look at Mark Mayambela, he, he wants to come back into the country. He's done very well in Sweden where he's playing because, I mean, he's been the hero there. Everybody's been very good about what he has done, he's especially given the fact that he's been the sort of ball juggler that nobody really knew existed or anybody can bring that. And he brought a sort of flavor to, to the Swedish team. But at the same time, you know, Celtic are in their own problems. Uh, they, they just let go of uh, Ernst Lindorf. Mark Mayambela did very well when he was still a so they're bringing him back and I know that Manzini is also touted to go back so they're trying to find their, their footing as well searching they want to finish it in the top four bracket and the only way to do so is to get some key good players as well to try and stabilize the team that already have at the moment yeah it certainly looks like they're chasing uh, players who are uh, very much in the attacking mold they're not so concerned about the uh, defense although some people might ask about the goalkeeping position speaking of goalkeepers though Brian uh Orlando Pirates, nobody will question Brighton and Klonger's temperament, nobody will question his character, but uh, many, I think, question his ability to be a number one goalkeeper at a club like Orlando Pirates. There's a lot of rumours regarding the goalkeeping situation of Pirates. What's the latest uh, from what you've heard? What I've heard, I mean, I had a chat with Miki about two days ago, and he's surely cancelling out Kuna's name. And, and I know I always say there's no smoke without fire. I mean, Kuna's contract expires in June, he's a free agent from now onwards. She's now saying that, you know, people mustn't be worried. He'll be staying at the side. He's not been very happy with the fact that he had to play second fiddle to, uh, uh, to, 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 to Kuzwa, who's done very well so far. Kuzwa is nine of a final fold. So I think for Brighton Song, you know, people have just been unfair to the young player. I don't think he expected to start playing for Pada so early. He was always happy sitting on the bench and learning and so forth. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the unexpected happened. He had to jump in immediately being a fold. He still needs to get his, to, to get his foot to understand how Pirates plays and also try to control the defense. That's been the biggest fold. And he needed a leader in that defense. And he's not seeming to be... He's very vocal, but he needs uh, somebody in defense who can protect him as well. So I think that's just been Achilles heel for him. But having, I mean, uh, looking at what they're looking for, if they bring Kuhn on board, then, you know, they, they, they know that they have a solid defense once again. Coach Vitvan will be sorted once again. But I still believe Brighton won't give him a chance. Can do well at Pirates, provided he gets given a chance, because it's a big team. There's not much time, room for to maneuver and try and make mistakes, is there? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, nice insight, Brian Muffelking. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. And uh, enjoy the, the build-up matches as we continue towards the Africa Cup of Nations. Thank you very much, man. PSL Radio Show. This is SFM 104 to uh, 107 now in less than a year. Monique has gone from playing a little bit of football in the third tier of uh, South African leagues uh, down in the south coast of KwaZulu-Natal to playing or getting an international call-up as part of the Bafana Bafana provisional squad for the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations. It seems that he's really been inspired and uh, some top-tier football has been good for the 25-year-old who's on the line now from uh, the training camp at Maritzburg United. Monty, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hello, man. Happy New Year to you. I hope it's a successful Uh, one. I am, and thanks, man. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you very much. Listen, what did you actually get up to for the festive season? Did you you get get a little bit of time off? No, I didn't get a time off, man. But, you know, I I, uh, I came back uh, 20... 20, We closed 22, then I uh, go home 23, 24... 25 and 26 I go to the national I went to the national camp uh, from there I got injured then I came back on the 30 
then when the fourth day opened here, so I've got no time. So it's been a busy time for you, yeah. So what, what would have been a little bit of holiday time for Maritzburg United turned out to be part of the Bafana Bafana provisional squad. But what was that experience like for you? No, it, it was a, such a good experience, man. I can't tell that. It's such a, such a good experience. Yeah, playing, playing, sharing a, a ball with such big players in South Africa, Andy Nichali, Opa Manisa, Danilo Lutolignani. So it's such a good experience, man. Do, do you look back and say it's hard to believe that just over six months ago you were still at Hamalaki uh, United, you know, kicking the ball around in, uh, in the ABC Mutsepi League, and, and all of a sudden you're on the, the international stage or close to being on the international stage as part of the Bafana Bafana camp? You, did, did you sort of need to pinch yourself? Hey, man, uh, even even my, my parents uh, couldn't believe it, man. But it's happened its life, man. Whatever happening in our life. It's only God knows, man. Well, you, you can hope that things only yeah. go up from here. But take us back to your debut, Mamalodi Sundowns. What did that feel like? Mm, play, uh, playing a our last game, man. Second round. I took my second round game against Sundowns. Yeah, Mamalodi Sundowns, yeah. What was that like? Yeah, it was a, such a good game, you know. Though they showed us that <clears throat> there are big players in South Africa, you know. They are a good team. Yeah. But we tried, man. We tried our best. Though we didn't make it, but we tried our best, man. What did it feel like, though, to score your first ever PSL goal? <laughs> so, I can hear the excitement there, eh? Sure. <laughs> I was so excited, man. I can't let them start. I was so excited, man. <laughs> I even cried, man. Oh, you were, you were even so, crying? Yeah, I mean, I cried because I was so excited. I couldn't believe I scored my first goal in PSL. And to be overwhelmed by the emotion. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, man, it was emotional. Uh, I cried so much, man. Uh, I cried so much. What, what did Steve Compella, your coach, say to you afterwards? Now, Steve Compella yeah, that doesn't, doesn't like to show his, his excitement, you know. He's always keeping, keeping his feeling inside. It doesn't show, but you, you, uh, I was feeling that he's happy for me, though he didn't tell me that they know what I'm happy for you. you know? What's it he like? Didn't tell me. What's it like working with him? I, he, he's like he's like a father to us, man. He's always motivating us. He's always telling us to work hard. He's always he's always there for us, man. Whenever we have we have problems with someone, we can call on and tell him, Coach, I have this problem. This problem. It's always it's always going to motivate you, and and always giving you hope. Now, Marisburg, like you, your father. Yeah, well, he's he's got the squad back uh, back together, and you're effectively in this mini pre-season, as it were, nearly a month before the the league gets back underway. But what what are you hoping to achieve as Maritzburg United um, in the remainder of the PSL season? Uh, I think, man, we're gonna push hard as we're training hard. I think we're gonna start the season very well because we we we're working hard, uh, training physically, technically, we're pushing hard. Uh, I think we're going to be in position number five at the end of the season. So top five finish. Okay, well, yeah. that, that sounds promising. Uh, Mondly, I've got to ask you, uh, FIFA Ballon d'Or award winner gets uh, announced tonight. Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Manuel Neuer. Who are you picking to win? Lionel Messi. Uh, you're a Messi though fan? I don't have, yeah, I'm a Messi fan. Though I, I don't have his strength, his strength but he is my role model, man. And I'll 
you, you're talking about strength and, 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 and skills of, of Messi, but that's something that I've got to say. I mean, your pace, your work rate, your skill have been so impressive for me in, in, in your time in the PSL. I, I actually find it hard to believe that you weren't spotted by a top-tier team earlier. And then all of a sudden at 25, you get this opportunity and, uh, and you've taken it by the scruff of the neck, so to speak. Did you always believe, though, that you would get this chance despite being 25 by the time you were spotted? It depends on, on how hungry you are, man. If you're humble and hungry, man, God is always going to make a plan for you, man. Well, you if, you're hung, if you're hungry and humble, God is going to always make a plan for you, man. Amundi, you sound like an ambitious young man and you certainly uh, proved electrifying out on the pitch uh, throughout the season so far. And we wish you continued success as the 2014-2015 season draws to a close. Okay, thanks. This is SFM 104 to uh, 107. Now, the PSL is going to be inviting some of the country's safety and security experts to uh, a host of workshops across the country over the next couple of weeks where discussions are going to focus on improving the standards of uh, safety and security at domestic football matches. And on the line, we've actually got the uh, PSL's general manager for safety and security, Philip Massimong. Uh, Philip, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I should wish you a happy new year. I hope 2015 is filled with uh, all sorts of good things for you and indeed success. Yeah, thank you for that, and uh, Happy New Year to you and your listeners. Thank you very much. Now, I've got to applaud you on actually embarking on this undertaking, uh, something like these these safety and security workshops, but what exactly is the aim? Well, um, the aim of the workshop is to integrate our approach in the security matters at our matches, because you see, every time and again, after each and every match, we normally do the debriefing, and uh, I normally even get some feedback from the spectators in terms of some flaws they have identified. So um, I then had to, to recall all uh, role players, that's the police, the disaster management, medical, the stadiums and security to come into one room so that we can digest all these things and see how do we uh, pave way forward. Just out of interest, what sort of flaws, uh, as you say, are identified most often, especially from the spectators, the people who are in the crowd? Yeah, um, just to mention one, maybe it's it, it, the way um, we handle the complaints. Remember um, that when, when, when we come to, to, to safety and security, we don't just do the security management and the safety part of it, but you also have to respond to the complaints of uh, individuals coming to the to the matches. I normally received a lot of complaints to say at, at the event, both the police as well as the security, they didn't attend to the spectators' complaints. That's one uh, other element that we will be discussing, the comp- how to, to, to approach and deal with the complaints from the, 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 the what you call the spectators. And again, um, one of the problems is that spectators, we've got the movie spectators, they go from one province to another province um, to watch soccer, but the treatment uh, is not the same. They go from, uh, for, for instance, for, for, from uh, uh, Deben to Cape Town, it's like it's two different countries. Mm. Yet we are in the, the national body and the feeling of spectators should be the same wherever you go. So so those are some critical issues because our aim is to make sure that we deliver the safety at stadium. We also satisfy 
people that we are planning for, that is spectators, all the time. Philip, is, is that then one of the reasons why the workshops are being hosted in different venues around the country rather than in one central venue where everyone will be able to discuss and listen to everything and everyone else in one go? Yeah, that, that is the reason. You see, it's going to be uh, difficult to have only one venue because obviously we'll, be, we'll then have to get a very big kind of an ICC kind of a venue um, and, and the, the, the financial part of it is going to be huge because I want to, rather the PSL wants to, to reach as many role players as possible. Um, uh, that is the reason why we go from one venue to another. Like, for instance, if we go to, to Free State, we'll be also uh, getting people from North, uh, what is it, the Northern Cape to mm. come and join us in Free State. When we go to Western Cape, the Eastern Cape will go there. Like tomorrow here, it's, it's Houting, Northwest, as well as Mpumalanga. They will be coming to the PSL office, as, as, okay. as, as, as they want to call yes. Um, Philip, I think one of the most shocking incidents for me, certainly this season, has been the stabbings at the Kaiser Sibutelo Stadium during that, that now infamous Celtic match. But how much responsibility at a football match actually lies with the home club and how much lies with the PSL and other safety and security stakeholders? Uh, one of, 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 of the driving force of the workshop is basically to address that issue of uh, uh, Jesus Botello and also to like go away from the issue of the head of security um, of the teams and go to the safety officers of the teams because uh, there is responsibility that comes with the safety being a safety officer in itself. So I'll be working on that because the responsibility really lies a lot with the host, uh, the host team to make sure that all the security issues are in place, 110% so. And then the Premier Soccer League will then have to play the oversight uh, of, of the security arrangement. But because the people are not trained or they don't know what is their responsibility as the safety officers, and that's why we've got a problem in terms of planning. What happened in Jesus Botelho really is a driving force uh, in terms of, of, of what we are doing now because we don't want to lose any life and we nearly lost a life there. Certainly, I think that was uh, the most shocking incident. I'm glad it's come about, but as you say, effectively brought this decision about to host these workshops. But uh, can I just ask, from uh, on a separate perspective, how are the ushers and safety officers at each venue hired, and 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 how significant or substantial is the training when you consider that there are times we often see incidents that could be avoided, especially the likes of uh, pitch invasions after major matches. Yeah, um, it's still a problem. Um, there is something that I've tabled to 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 um, the executive of Premier Soccer League in terms of the security at our venues. You know, as, as of now, we are depending on the hired service providers, like your security service provider, and it's really difficult to have one kind of training for all securities because they they they, they are privately contracted. Um, if we have one uh, PSL security, it will be easy to have what we are trying to try for, uh, to have one kind of standard all over. So the problem is that when we go somewhere, it's this name of a security company, and next door, if we have a match next door, it's another security company, and it's difficult. They come with a different training, and there is a security uh, 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 PSL security manual that we have developed. It will be workshopped as well, and maybe through that, um, the other service providers will have to align their activities in line with the PSL safety and security manual. 
So there's a good chance that things are going to be standardised post this. When the decisions are taken at this workshop, uh, Philip, when are they likely to be implemented wholesale? Will it be this season still, or are we expecting it to start next season? No, no, it, it will be um, the start of the first match of, of, of the second round. Okay. We can't wait up until the season uh, uh, ends. Fair enough. It's a priority, and uh, I, as I said, uh, I, I really applaud you for embarking on this, this undertaking. I think it really is critical in terms of safety and security. But, Philip, thanks for joining us, and best of luck with the workshops. No, thank you very much, sir. Well, Bloemfontein Celtic striker Dumasani Zuma got a national call-up for the uh, under-20 squad. Amajita, who played Katana friendly on the uh, 10th of January this past Saturday. They lost 3-1, but the Peter Maritzburg-born uh, player had a chat with PSL Sekunjala journalist uh, Tanulam Ruti regarding the future of his career during the festive season. Striker Dumisani Zuma, who grew up in the streets of Mkabatini in KwaZulu-Natal, plays for Free State side Bloemfontein Celtic. Zuma, who hails from Peter Maritzburg, started kicking the ball at a tender age where they played with plastic-made soccer balls, but grew up to be a professional soccer player who is now playing his trade at Punya Selesele. My name is Tumisani uh, Zuma from Bitmarisbeck. My nickname is I don't have a nickname. They call me Tumis. Uh, I played for Kings United in Bitmarisbeck in the second division. Mm, it started uh, at the age of 11, I think. So the, this guy came home uh, he took me to, to the ground and told the coach that I'm a good player. The striker declares that he started off his career as a goalkeeper during his high school days. This is where he started sharpening his football skill. He was scouted by Celtic while playing for Kings United in the second division league and he signed with Celtic on the 1st of July 2014. I started as a goalkeeper in primary. Uh, then when I reached uh, high school, I started playing more as a player and the the Celtic team to me playing for this German case and then they asked uh, one of my manager that uh can I have uh, one player a striker who's age is nice and then they asked him for three days and then the striker made his PSL debut against Orlando Pirates at the Free State Stadium in a match that ended in a 2 all draw at the start of the season in August last year. The right winger says that he knew he had potential but was quite flabbergasted when he realized that the head coach had put him in the starting lineup for such a big game. He says that that was the start of greater things to come in his career as he staggered a good performance against the Buccaneers. I think uh, starting my first game uh, against Orlando Pirates, that was my highlight of my career. And, uh, the thing is, uh, I didn't know that I was starting. The coach told me uh, maybe 30 minutes before the game that you start the game, and I was very scared. Uh, and uh, I think I, I managed to play all that game. The 19-year-old says that he's inspired by Tulani Sereu, who plays as a midfielder for Dutch First Division Ajax Amsterdam. He says he has observed Sereu, who started to bloom at a tender age while playing for Ajax Cape Town, and young as he was, established himself as a victorious player in football circles. Zuma says he would like to play for a European side one day. Yeah, in South Africa, I think uh, it's Tulani Sereu, because uh, he played for Ajax Cape Town, and... You went from X-Pistan to overseas, and that's what I'm willing to do. I don't want to play for each team. I want to move from Celtic to 
Zuma is aware that a football career is short and taxing, a reason he cited to ensure that he has a bright future in football. He strives to make a good account of his career by overlooking the negatives and by always looking at the bright side of everything. He says he appreciates the support he gets from his family, which motivates him to keep pushing and working hard. Soundbite. Yeah, the support they give me is very wonderful. They always work my messages. They always say, good luck when I'm starting. They always say, they always and uh, I think they want inside me as well to keep pushing. Many young boys in South Africa still dream of playing in the PSL League one day, but Zuma is living a dream and he feels honored and excited to be playing in the PSL at such a young age. He's very honored and excited as well because it's very rare to see a young player like me playing in the PSL and and most of the time uh, uh, feel scared and I think that made me push in the training so that when it comes to the team, uh, make things easier. He says he is lucky to have a friend like Lerato Lamula because he always encourages him. It's always tough but uh, having people like uh, Lamula is actually the kind of guy who's always with, always motivates me that I must keep pushing. This is part of the game. You win. With the league resuming on the 10th of February, Celtic will play their first game on the 11th against Kaiser Chiefs. Zuma is hopeful that his side will do well as the season is also getting close to the end and is hoping that his club will finish in top three. I do want now to finish well in the league, maybe in the top three. Then uh, and the next thing is going to start maybe next year and we're going to push again maybe and try to win it. Zuma is anticipating that new head coach Clinton Larson will redeem Celtic after an unfortunate run under coach Ernest Middendorp, who is now with the Eastern Province side Chipa United. Zuma might travel with the under-20 national squad Amajita to Russia Commonwealth Games in St. Petersburg from the 18th to the 25th of January. Tenlomiruti, PSL Sekunjalo, Bluefontein Celtic. PSL Radio Show. That's where we leave it tonight. Brad's back with SFM Sports Wrap tomorrow from President Machai Shavon Chetty and Edwain DeLocker. Have a good night. Cheers at 7 o'clock.